Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new episode of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. Oh man, I'm Josh. And joining us today, straight from the vault, a very special guest, Kevin Cole. Hey. Kid saying yay dot a. <laughs> Hey, it's been a million years. Th- thanks for having me back. Yeah, we thought it was time for, to thaw you for out. Being alive, <laughs> thought it was oh, time man. to thaw you out like Encino Man. Bring you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Encino Man gets his Encino Girl at the end? Yeah. Wow, Just so nice. you know, he's got a he's got a case of the Paleolithic not gaze. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely straight. Kind of wish he wasn't. But, Kevin, you know. welcome to the show. We're glad to have you, buddy, to talk about uh, the well, not the Cardassians, yeah. Deep Space Nine, season two, episode five. Man, what what an episode! I'm glad we all read the book because there's a lot. <laughs> Wait, there's a lot. There was a about. book. Yeah. So this <laughs> this one comes with its own official Star Trek Deep Space Nine spinoff book. <laughs> Did you read this, Kevin? <laughs> I read... Did they mailed it to you? I read part of it. Um, but I'm either too dumb or too smart to, to enjoy Yeah. It. My favorite part of the book is when Miles O'Brien says that extremely racist thing. Yeah. Um, the Federation is not good <laughs> in this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I talked about that. I was, I'm like really excited to get to this. Uh, so I'll just, I'll do the introductions and everything and I'll get to it. But I know exactly yeah. why this episode is so fucking weird for a Star Trek episode. Yeah. I would love an explanation. Well, yeah. you're going to have to wait for one. So oh, right. <laughs> I guess that's fair too. Sucker. It's called, it's called a teaser, baby. I'm teasing that dirk. It's called an edging. Oh. 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 oh, 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 in in the French style, I say the French Speaking. the French school of podcasting. <laughs> We're doing tantric <laughs> podcasting next time. We'd never talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is a part of uh, Daruma's Cardi C and Me collection, as chosen by our patrons and voted on by our patrons at patreon.com slash podcast. So thank you all for that. All I need is latinum. <laughs> uh, it's like that song. <laughs> Dead ass air. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that we all chose to leave that air there. This is gonna be good. This is a good episode. This is gonna this is, this is gonna change our this is gonna change lives, boys. This is gonna change yeah. hearts and minds. Bef- hearts and minds. Before we get too far into this episode, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, Magic Mind, the magic, magic potion Mind. to keep you in motion. That's a free That's, one, Magic Mind. That was great. Whoa. It's uh, made with all the delicious mushrooms, all the great. Uh, vitamins you could ever want and it keeps you awake in a way that won't make you crash like a bastard later yeah I use it all the time to stay awake because coffee doesn't work anymore it's it's not it's worthless now (laughs) yeah also coffee is like not good for you and this is like pretty good for you it's got like matcha and like you said vitamin C and vitamin A it's got and, uh, everything that your yeah. weak, tired ass needs to finally get up and do something with your life, <laughs> Jerry. 
Yeah, Jerry, get your shit together. Fuck, dude. If you're if you're out here and you're drinking energy drinks, especially an energy shot, and then you have a cup of coffee, your heart's gonna explode out of your body like a fucking chest burster. Yep, it not, happens. Not tr- that's how like ten, twenty thousand people die a year. Don't that's, look it up. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to check that. I think. <laughs> don't don't look that up. Don't do wow. your own research. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know this was an educational podcast. Every day, I drink Magic Mind and then continuously drink uh, soda all day long because I am a child. (laughs) And I have absolutely no ill side effects. That's not recommended, by the way. Don't do that. But uh, you can have a cup of coffee with your Magic Mind and you'll Mm -hmm. have energy all day at a perfectly level level where you're not constantly jittery. You're not worrying about uh, whether the clowns will eat you if you fall asleep at night. It's the only energy drink I've ever had that really worked for me and didn't make me crash yeah. like two hours later. My body yeah, is you don't crash. It's, it's great. Like, I'm awake at, like, it's like 5.30 and I'm like, hey, I don't feel like I need to go to sleep like a pop-pop. <laughs> uh, and like I've always said, I'm not going to shill for anything on this podcast that I don't believe in myself. And they really won me over with... Uh, like my big recommendation is to uh, keep this in your fridge for a day and then drink it. Uh, I have one pretty much every day. It so. tastes like grapefruit and it's actually delicious. It is. <laughs> it's it's weird. There's no grapefruit ingredient in it, but the perfect like blend of ingredients create this like incredible flavor that really is reminiscent of. Uh, it's like a juice. Yeah, it's like a like just like a good shot of juice. It's a good shot of juice, baby. Yeah, there's <laughs> I just, another free one. I just have to imagine it. Uh, but you can have one of mine. Wait, no, you can't. I need mine. Whoa, all right. You got to get your own. Where can they get? Where can where, yeah, where can, can Kevin, Kevin get, get one? one? <laughs> if Kevin Cole wanted to get some magic mind and he wanted to help out the podcast as well, Whoa. then he could go to www.magicmind.co/mclass. You get off the. You can get up to fifty percent off your subscription for the next ten days with our code MCLASS twenty. That's M C L A S S twenty. And guess what? Like you're ten days out, you're like shit. I missed it. How am I gonna get that delicious, amazing magic mind? My mind's yeah. not magical anymore. Help me. I'll, I'll help you, Kevin. Don't worry. Thank you, Kevin. Going to bat for this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help. After the. <laughs> After the 10 days, that code, MCLASS20, says 20 in it because it's valid forever for 20% off both one-time purchases and subscriptions. That's amazing. That's cool. I don't see that happening too much. No. Only here on MCLASS. Don't check anywhere else. (laughs) That's right. Except if you'd like to check at www.magicmind.co slash MCLASS and use code MCLASS20. Now. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of this episode. I have uh, not just a theory, but an explanation for why, uh, especially the ending of this episode, is so fucking, like, the antithesis of what Star Trek is. Yeah. Because it's Judge Judy slash Court TV. Yes. There's a, little, there's a lot of that. Uh, this episode was written by uh, Gene Woland and John Wright, two guys who never wrote Star Trek before or after in their entire careers... Huh. Mm-hmm. And made almost their entire careers with police shows. Oh. oh. Okay. Like 21 Jump Street? Uh, <laughs> the Negotiator, L.A. Confidential. Um, 
I like Confidential, the movie? The television series. Did you ever see the movie? It's so good. <laughs> um, but Woland is an actor. This is literally uh-huh. the only thing he ever wrote. All right. And uh, Wright is a writer who um, worked most... Whoa, boy, we fucking riveted. <laughs> did you guys get a boner as much as I did? Oh, man. It definitely makes up for bit. my small penis. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You got an enemy. <laughs> but uh, John Wright uh, wrote very little and got most of his writing done on uh, seminal television series NYPD Blue as a eighth-seat writer who mostly did rewrites. <laughs> So we're working Bat with two, clean up. We're working with two people who uh, barely have any credits to their name, and almost all of them are cop shows. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is you guys like didn't like this episode. I um, I, I, I wouldn't I thought it was fine. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I okay. really I hate the ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ending great. is a little. Um, the ending's a little weird. Like the uh, entire episode builds up to this concept that like the federate like Cisco as the arbiter right of this situation yeah. and every bit of evidence that like I mean I get I, it's all subjective really at the end of the day but every bit of evidence that I get as a viewer is that this kid belongs with his Bajoran parents the ones who've raised them since yeah. he was four yeah and Cisco makes his decision off screen with no input that we see whatsoever yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah you're right it oh, go ahead Kevin it, it doesn't feel like anyone has any agency in this episode really like no yeah. one's happy with the result at the end no except for, it's compromise am I right except for uh, the the uh, bio dad oh Padar Padar um I guess but like yeah he doesn't I don't seem know. really that happy about it either like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not like a great situation he's, he's got a son he got his son back but he can't talk about him yeah also he's kind of more like jacked about not being like fired from being the civilian government leader or whatever you know what I mean like yeah. he's 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 like more concerned about his career, really. And like yeah. the, the show does a fairly okay job of showing things from his point of view. Like you do feel for him at certain points, but they're still trying yeah. to keep up this sort of barrier between the way they're portraying humans and Federation and Bajoran characters and the way they're portraying the Cardassians. Yeah. So yeah. he comes off as more angry than heartbroken. You get mm-hmm. you get a little bit more of his like every you get a little bit more of everybody's thought process in the first part of the book. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> uh, like, like Pidar is is a uh, like his own. He used to be a scientist, I guess, and his only surviving <laughs> relative is his mom, who is like super mean. <laughs> <laughs> and always coming down on him, but family's really important. <laughs> and, what and the fuck? Like, and his mom was like, "Oh, Rugal's alive. We should definitely kill him." I'm starting to think <laughs> that this is a real thing that that Kevin has. Like, I, I'm starting to think that he just doesn't think he's on his other show, and he did get a book. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna just interject little pieces that, like, because the first bit, which you can read for free, although there is a cost. <laughs> I think this is real. It is. It's Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Never-Ending Sacrifice by by Una McCormick. 
<laughs> you can read the first are bit of it serious? on Amazon. Is Josh yeah. not? How are you not believing this? Is this you can real? Read the first bit of it on uh, on Amazon. Uh, you can read like the first couple of chapters. I tried to. What is it called? <laughs> the the never ending sacrifice. I thought you were just doing like a long bit. I really <laughs> thought this was a bit. <laughs> No. And this is about Padar no, and this, the kid? Yeah, this is following Rugal through the changes and upheaval in Cardassia throughout After. the run of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Wait, I feel like we really fucking sped past the fact that Rugal's grandma wants to kill him. What is that about? It's <laughs> like, we gotta kill him. What? But what's, why? What's What's going on with Nana? What's her, what's her problem? Nana is kind of the uh, the I guess she's the one who pushed Padar into politics because he did he was like a scientist and he had a lab uh, that I thought you made all this up. No, like that he like really liked, uh, but then his mom, <laughs> who like controlled the, like the family fortune, was like, nope, you got to go into politics. That's that's your path. Oh, man. I'm really fucking, like, hung up on the fact that Josh thought you were making this up. It's so I fucking funny to me. I to God I did not think this was a real thing. This is so off to the side that Memory Alpha won't even host the article. On it's on Memory book. Beta, isn't it? It's on it? Memory Beta. <laughs> the extended universe stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's crazy. It's... that. Yeah, it's yeah. not... Uh, I don't want to slag the book too much because uh, it is an interesting concept. It's just not quite cool idea. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not quite my speed, um, but you know. Yeah, unless Rugal like hangs out with Damar later, I don't care. <laughs> I just I don't know. After watching this episode, if I would have been like, yeah, there's a book there. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's probably yeah. why Josh didn't believe you. Like, how is there a book about this? Fuck? Yeah, episode. Why? Why would there be? Of right? all, why all the this episodes. One? Yeah. Here's why the this thing. episode. To my knowledge, like a lot of Star Trek like companion books for specific episodes were written because the writers weren't happy with how the episode ended. Ah. So they would write a book to yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I I think Rugal is good for understanding like this episode and Rugal are good for understanding what the Cardassians are about. Uh yeah, family. They're like Dom Toretta. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean we uh had a little bit of that in the last episode where uh the gull that was torturing Picard. Do you remember his name? Josh? Gull McTorturman. Yeah, Jimmy I believe Torture Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Saul Rosenberg. He was, uh, I don't think it was Lamech. I think Lamech was the guy who was, like, mincing around during the yeah, episode. Yeah, the, the uh, sneaky boy, yeah. Um, not racist. Uh, the <laughs> Look, Cardassians could have started a fucking interstellar war. Fuck them. I'm getting the, a lot uh, of O'Brien energy coming yeah, from Yeah, that's what this podcast is, the O'Brien <laughs> cast, really. Just because I was at Set Look 3 doesn't mean I hate all Cardassians. <laughs> Just means most of them are degenerate scum. Oh, yeah, so like what? So remind me again what is, because I'm, I'm a fake Star Trek fan, clearly. What is O'Brien's damage with... Uh, O'Brien was DTSD. in the Cardassian War. Yeah. And he w he went uh, to rescue uh, um, an outpost on Setlick 3 that was 
uh, being carpet bombed and like civilian murdered. It's this. It was yeah. a civilian settlement. The Cardassians mm. maintained that they were told it was a weapons outpost. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but they attacked it and pretty much slaughtered everyone to the child there. Whoa. And O'Brien arrived towards the end, and uh, it was the first time he ever killed someone. Uh, yeah. So it's the double PTSD of like the situation, the people that lost their lives, and the fact that he was pushed to the point where he had to take a life, and he'd never done that before. And it's sort of implied that he uh, was he's done it since, but it was that that really was the turning point. Oh, he'll for do him. it again. <laughs> What's the O'Brien kill a, count he, at? He's got a taste for it now. Yeah, O'Brien is the hero of Setlick Three. Yeah. He's the one who saved the outpost, like the remaining people at the outpost. Yeah, way to go. Way to stand up to those spoonheads. <laughs> way to stand up to those. Wow. There are a lot of Cardassian slurs. Yeah. Well, the Cardi- th- there's the, the bit on this yeah. podcast is that one of us says something racist against Cardassians and the other one feigns it indignation about it. Yeah, like <laughs> it can't be both. Someone, some, be, someone's yeah. hashtag not all Cardassians. Yeah, yeah somebody, somebody, somebody has, has to be the to be, moral compass. Somebody has to be against the racism, or else it really yeah. is just a racist podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yeah, so that's the th- trick. Wait. This- this whole episode is like, well, what is race? You know, because this yeah. kid's a Cardassian genetically, but right. he clearly, like, you know, does not have a lot in common with the Cardassians. Yeah. Culturally, yeah. he's Bajoran. Yeah, and like but, the there's there's also like the he is he is extremely self loathing. Yeah, yeah, he is. And it's it's his parents love him. For sure, and they are raising him to the best of their abilities, but they are very much letting their biases color the way he yeah, sees Yeah, they're not himself. helping. They need to... They Look, I don't want to tell anyone how to raise kids since I don't have any that I know of, but... <laughs> They need. They should be like, look, like we gotta curb this fucking anti spoonhead sentiment that we got cultivating around this I'm house. <laughs> well, well, in the book, his dad's a cop, so that can't be good for him. Oh my wait, god! Wait. He, he's like a former in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> wait, the Bajoran dad is yeah, a cop. The Bajoran dad's a a cop. Uh, he stopped being a cop when the other cops beat him up for having a Cardassian son. Now I think you are making this up. No. Now I'm back to thinking that this you isn't real. You can tell us anything. You'll never know because you're never going to read the free preview on Amazon. I've got it pulled up. I'm on Amazon right now and I'm pretty sure you made this website and this post for this episode of our show so that you could trick me into thinking this is real. I've got it pulled up. I just I can't read it while we're recording. <laughs> Can I get it on Kindle for I, 50 points? I, I yeah. purposefully uh, did not tell you guys about this in our in our, in our our pre-episode chat so that I could just, like, sideswipe you with this shit. You sideswipe me so hard I don't even know what's real anymore. <laughs> you have gaslit Josh into believing that a Deep Space Nine book exists. You could tell me that I'm actually a Cardassian and I'd be like, you know what? Well, that the book says sense. we're going to uh, fully Josh cure you. Oh, my God. <laughs> shit. <laughs> this book is crazy. Josh was Elam the whole time. <laughs> Elam Garrick. Hello, Elam. Oh man, we get some Garrick though, and yeah. come on, yeah. Garrick is excellent. This yeah. is 
This is like a. Uh, if I recall correctly, this is like the the most f- fun version of Garrick we've seen. Like at this point. Like, at this point, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Garrick is a little funny elf in this one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He, he always comes off as a little bit... He's a little cherubic for a guy that committed <laughs> horrific war crimes. <laughs> I, I think I think he kind of got, uh, like, let off the leash a little bit here. Because he's so much fun in this episode. I, I think they were saving him up, right? Yeah. Like, they kind of had an idea what they wanted him to be. And then they were like, wait a minute. This dude who plays him is incredible. Like, yeah. we don't even need to yeah. write anything. There's Just like let a, him talk. There's a Garrett Golden Age that starts with this episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and it goes actor- up to the point when um, they pair him off with Gold Ducat's daughter. Because he was, he yeah, was being a little too fruity for audiences at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, like, uncomfortable. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, she's way younger than him, which is, like, like fucked up anyway. But, like, uh, this you're telling me this guy's straight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there ever was a chance for a character to not be straight and, and have it be, like, palatable for the flyovers, I feel like this was the chance, right? Like, <laughs> He's so fun. He's so fun and like he's so like he could be he could tell you he's gay and then like you don't know if he is like he he has this like incredible spy. the actor Andrew Robinson has Andrew this Robinson. incredible uh, charisma that just yeah. like oozes out of every pore and it just comes through the makeup like he's not even wearing any you forget he's wearing the makeup in and the, the he, he is Garrick. The the range too, like when he's at the orphanage and like he has mm-hmm. to like look the orphans in the eye and be like, "We're not taking you back to Cardassia again." Yeah, like he like, he nails that moment. It's like maybe the best moment in the episode. As an audience member, though, knowing what happens, I was like, "You don't want to go there. No, <laughs> you really don't. You don't, don't want to." You're like, fine here. It's better here. <laughs> everyone Even hates five us. years. Everyone really fucking hates us here, and we're pretty scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, that's maybe the best case scenario for you, orphan kid. You know, that I might mean, be the gonna, best. Thing. We're gonna sell out to uh, some pretty problematic folks later. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, we do get butt fucked by this, so. <laughs> We we also find out that being an orphan is the worst thing you can be in Cardassian culture. Yeah, if yeah. you're an orphan, blow the bus up, man. Like, <laughs> well, they fucking they read like every Charles Dickens novel and were like, fucking fuck these filthy <laughs> orphans. I'm sick of this Charles Dickens. His fucking smug aura mocks me. They read Tiny Tim, more like Tiny Dick. Pull yourself up by your leathery snake bootstraps. They they read Oliver Twist as a horror story. It's like this orphan just keeps going. <laughs> he never dies. If you're an orphan, you should fade into the shadows of society, and uh, we never have to see you again. It's like he's like a slasher. He's like Jason. He's like he keeps coming back. <laughs> He asked for more soup. He already had some. He already ate some. He already supped from the boot of society. That that soup could have gone to a Cardassian general. <laughs> there are Cardassians in Africa dying. <laughs> what we learn about Cardassia is uh, it's Romulus again, but worse. Yeah, it's like... Um, how do I say this? It's like a third world Romulus almost, right? Like, 
because they've like yeah warred themselves into poverty basically right like they're kind of broke at this point yeah they're they are very much post world war one yeah. germany it, yeah. at least in tng by the time deep space nine happens and we we get to maybe next season after this they're like this yeah. is World War II Germany we're talking about. Yeah, they're like, bye-bye civilian government. Gold Ducat's in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> I love the <laughs> I love the designator of civilian government. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, civilian government. Right. Know, the one As for, if that's a thing. The one for the people. <laughs> wink. <This> is, <laughs> wink. <laughs> like, this is a society that, like, if if they think you commit a crime, you you get killed. You go to jail for the rest of your life or get killed. <laughs> yeah. It's not even guilty until proven innocent. It's guilty. It's, it's guilty, just, period. <laughs> yeah, you just did it. I do I do think it's funny that, like, the word fascist is not brought up at all in, in the episode. Like, whenever referring to Cardassians, I don't think even in Deep Space Nine, they say, they say the word fascist ever. No, they don't. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't say that word on TV in the 90s huh. because of the uh, uh, Earth connotations, I guess. I don't know why. There's, yeah. um... It, it just might have not been a big part of the lexicon in the way it is now. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We, we, people yeah, we use fascist a lot it. more now and in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why those two timelines have the use yeah, of it so much. Yeah, it's, we, it's weird. We have like we have like the spike in the word fascist around the 40s, and then it goes down a bit. But then it's like coming up around this time. I wonder what that means. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. It's almost like the word fascism is coming back <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I'm not. That's, I'm not sure about what that means about society, but I don't, I don't know why the word would come back, though. I mean, why would the word come back? <laughs> is that good? Is that good for us? Is that a good sign? Do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what these blue check marks think. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But they got a blue check mark. They gotta be trustworthy, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I Gold Ducat has a fucking blue check. You know Gold Ducat has a blue <laughs> check mark. First of, no, he's like selling the blue check marks, dude. I'll say it. Yeah. I'm yeah, brave enough true. to say it. <laughs> Gold de Musk. Oh. <laughs> that Honestly, like a I feel like there's also alone. It does. I feel like there's also an attempt uh, in Deep Space Nine as it goes on to sort of like sweep the Cardassians' bad side under the rug pretty heavily. Because, I mean, in TNG, oh, yeah? they are two-dimensional, mustache-twirling, tied women-to-train-tracks villains. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's because, like, they want to... The Federation has to be, like, impartial in a way. It, mm. For some reason, they make that decision in the early Deep Space Nine episodes. But I it, guess I, because, like, Bajor's not, like... A member of the Federation, so they're kind of like the third, ma- third wheel, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it, it's like they're trying to create a more rounded villain, like villains that you can see yeah. where they're coming from. That was yeah. big in the that was big in the aughts, having like, in like yeah. the late nineties, the aughts, having a well rounded villain was like really important <laughs> for some yeah. reason. I feel like turns out still... people are just villains. True. <laughs> I feel like that's still a thing to the point where, like, a lot of people don't seem to think that a lot of these villains have done anything wrong. 
yeah, I think it's still a thing to the point where um, somebody's like, some people may think that there are no such thing as bad yeah. people or ideologies. Everything's all meaningless and gray. I just like to bring up again the fact that the word fascism is popular again, and I don't know why. It might have something to do with the conversation. <laughs> yeah. The um. But, like, they're trying to create, like, a rounded villain, like, villains that are, to the point where they eventually do bring in the Dominion, uh, which, you know, the only way to redeem an irredeemable villain is have them team up with the heroes to defeat an even bigger, even more irredeemable villain. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the best, the best, like, case scenario of that is, um, uh, (laughs) is it the Pale Moonlight? What's the one where... What's the what's the DS9 episode? Pale Moonlight is Pale Moonlight. one of them. Yeah, I think it's Pale Moonlight. Pale <laughs> yeah, Moonlight is he... the episode of Deep, of Deep Space. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, the it's best. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, that, that's just, like, in war, morality is compromised. Like, that's yeah. the entirety of what they wanted to say. But, like... And it says it all in that episode, but, like, they decided to make, like, five seasons about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say that the Cardassians, like you said, Jeff, get totally butt-fucked. Yes. Their entire <laughs> society gets, like, crumbled to the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what happens and in Germany. So that, yeah, at the end of World War II, right? Like, yeah. all, like, they're so, like, they don't have a country anymore, yeah, right? It's like, fully necessary. It's the only way that the Cardassians would have ever turned over a new leaf. And, like, yeah, the Damar is, like, the first Cardassian that's, like, wow... We really fucked up with this society, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy way to live. Great. Yeah, man. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. In the book, Damar is Batman. In the book, well, okay, so in the book, I guess Damar is more sympathetic because he doesn't want to be a politician, but again, I've only read. Oh, you're talking is about Pudar. Oh, sorry. Oh, Pudar. I was thinking of Pudar, not Damar. Damar is... I mean, all their names sound the same. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> hey. Wow. <laughs> is this a very special episode? <laughs> <laughs> doing the, I'm doing the clone high hands. You can't see him. Yeah, yeah I, I see him. I see him. <laughs> all right. I think that's a good time to take a quick break when we haven't uh, gone over the episode much. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back after these messages, dive headfirst in, and probably be over pretty quick. Now that we've discussed all the best parts of the episode anyway, you can shut it off. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Just kidding. It's just me, Jeff, again. But I am here with the annual kickoff of the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2023. That's right, M-Class Podcast is back again to raise money for the Trevor Project, just like we've done for four amazing years with your help. It's LGBTQIA plus Pride Month and we're at it again, baby. But I hear you now. Unky Jeff, what's the Trevor Project anyway? It sounds radical. Well, the Trevor Project is a suicide prevention and resource hotline for LGBTQIA plus teens and youth. Every dollar accrued goes directly to the increased safety and opportunity for life for at-risk kids, as well as the education and training of specialized counselors to run the hotline. The Trevor Project's vision, which M-Class Podcast shares completely, is a world where all LGBTQIA kids see a bright future for themselves. 
So for the month of June, you boys at M-Class Podcast are fundraising on two fronts for the Trevor Project in order to get us one step closer to the utopian Star Trek future we're all completely desperate for. Do your part in one of two oh-so-convenient ways. Number one, you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become a patron or raise your pledge. Every dollar we make over what we had at the beginning of June will be donated directly to the Trevor Project at the end of the month. Or you could bypass our horseshit completely and head on over to give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast and donate directly to our fundraiser, and that goes directly to the Trevor Project. I'd like to thank everyone who's taken part in the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive the past four years, and I hope that this one turns out to be bigger and better than everyone that came before. Welcome back, everybody, from those crabtastic messages. Yeah, I got to put some crab ads in. Crab ads. Crab it yeah. up. Grab a crab. Get to snipping. Our new Snip sponsor, this. Magic Crab. <laughs> the crab that gives you energy. All Sh- shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Magic Mind misses the whole thing now. Shut I up! I would shut definitely up. take it. I would definitely take it. Magic Mind just listens to the whole podcast now. Shut up! Stop it. <laughs> So at the beginning of the episode, uh, Bashir and Garrick are having a, a pleasant date at the Replomat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they're doing their normal fucking back and forth where Bashir's like, you're a spy, I bet. And, you're a dirty yeah. spy, aren't you? And Garrick's like, no, I'm just a tailor. <laughs> you know, being demure <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's interesting that later, like, spoilers, that Bashir is like a super smart genetic guy. Like, does... <laughs> Because he's an does, idiot now. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's an idiot now. But, like, does Gar- Garrick know, right? Like, is Garrick, like, does he know something's up? Like, you can be really smart and also super dumb. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I that's, disagree. I am both what, super smart and not super dumb. So in, in, in Space King's terms, like, Bashir would be, like, high int and very low wit. <laughs> yeah. Space Kings, you say? Yeah, Where would someone now. find that if they Space wanted Kings, to play? You know, available now at spacekings.space and in glorious hardcover full color at uh, book.spacekings.space. It's the, mine uh, got signed. Not, mine did, too. <laughs> Thank you. I kissed both of your books, too. Oh. You did? Yeah. I felt it. I felt the tingling in my nethers when I touched it. I know it, what I book know. I'm sleeping with tonight. <laughs> First that one, and then this Deep Space Nine book that's definitely real. <laughs> Buy with one click. But uh, <laughs> Garrick uh, makes a social faux pas where he walks over to a man and his child and says, hey, what a beautiful boy you got there. Yeah. Derek, you can't just touch kids at lunch. Yeah. yeah. This kid bites him, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's like to be, that's to be expected. Yeah, it honestly. makes sense to me. Yeah. And uh, as, in the just book. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. In the book, this it becomes a lot more clear why, um, uh, uh, what's his name? R- Rugal's Rugal. first, first, like, knee-jerk reaction is to bite the hand. You see, I would love to know. You see he looks at the hand and then like he grabs it like a big cheeseburger and then he takes a really juicy bite out of wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this, this isn't answering the question so much as giving me a lot more questions. <laughs> wait, how does he know what a cheeseburger is? Yeah, exactly. Do you, think, do you think they 
don't have cheeseburgers on Bajor, that was the first thing, like, uh, the Federation dropped on them. was like, here, have some cheeseburgers. Oh, I thought maybe it was like, first they come for our cheeseburgers. (laughs) (laughs) Then they come for me. I did not speak up, for I was not a cheeseburger. (laughs) I was not a cheeseburger. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) Rugal says, growing up under Cardassian occupancy... If you saw a Cardassian hand on your shoulder, it meant you were about to be beaten or arrested. So okay. you want to get free from that shoulder grab as quickly as possible. So if you bite effective. him, you definitely won't be beaten or arrested. Yeah, that no. was that was his uh, like PTS moment, I guess. Okay, just, like hand right. on my shoulder, green hand on my I shoulder. I think that comes through. Yeah, do you think they're green? And they're kind of like gray green, right? Yeah. What? What? What do you? What do you? I have color picked. They're just gray. They're just gray. Now they're gray green. Might be the lighting in some of the. I mean, I, I, uh, I color. Of course, everyone knows I'm a little bit colorblind, so I'm not like the fucking like expert here or anything. But I, uh, I go by hex codes and shit. What? I color pick uh, Cardassians when I draw them. And they are a gray-green. It's, like, really far into the gray side. Yeah, like, now that I'm looking at them, they're a little bit, like, orange-y. The fuck are you talking about? It depends on the lighting. It depends on the lighting. They're really pale. I was on your side for a while. What the fuck? I don't know, dude. I don't know (laughs) anything anymore. In my my head until... This motherfucker said orange? Garfield? What are you talking about? He's a little Garfield. He's a little Garfinet. I don't know. They're they're snake they're snaky hands. All right. I hate Blum's days. Okay. Give me some yamak sauce. There we go. Okay. In some of these pictures, they're super green. In some of these pictures, they are. It's probably just give the me lighting. some fucking yamak zanya. Am I right? Yeah, yam zanya. <laughs> but uh, Garrett goes to make sure he doesn't have rabies. The Federation really overreacts to this. Like, they should really be yeah, this is wild. questions of Garrick than they do of Rugal. Garrick, why I don't you think touch this, this kid? I just don't even think any of this is an instance for anyone would care, right? right. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, they go, he goes to the senior staff and he's like, oh, this is what happens or whatever, and Odo's like, there, there are no Cardassian children on this and he fucking jumps up and runs out of the room. Yeah. Dude, he's like... <laughs> Fucking oh, Gold Ducat rings him up weird. instantly. Yeah. Like he knows. Yeah, go, that's the that's the red flag, right? Yeah. You're like, all right, because you know Garrick didn't tell him. Right. Why would? Yeah, Cisco's well, we like, how did you really find out? Point, yeah, we don't know at this point who Garrick is a spy for. You're right. You, yeah. You yes. You think maybe he could be, but you you know, knowing what I we know, mm-hmm. he's not. Well, right? You learn by the end of this episode he's definitely not working for Ducat. The way he yeah, completely yeah. undermines him. <laughs> I love so how petty cool. Ducat is in this episode. Yeah. I love that he just leaves when they find yeah. him out. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he just doesn't say anything. He kind of looks back and he kind of gives like a, a spiteful smile and he just yeah. walks away. It's like everybody who's ever lost a Twitter argument. Take fucking, the L, buddy. He does like the fucking like old timey comedy movie thing where he gets right in Garrick's face and goes, and, like gets taller than <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs> Very Three Stooges. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. But, uh, yeah, Cisco's like, how do you know? And he's like, well, anyway, he fucking changes the subject real quick. Yeah. (laughs) But we learned that when the Cardassians left Bajor at the end of the quote-unquote occupation, Mm. uh, 
who was really occupying who? Am I right, fellow Cardassians? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. This is... Well, I, went, I went the other direction. Here. Sounds like there are a lot of bad guys on both sides of this. Yeah. <laughs> I went in the further in the other direction this time. Gold Tucker Carlson. <laughs> uh, but Cisco is asked to investigate the incident. And Cisco's like, well, I was already going to do that. He's like, yeah, good. Cisco's like, I'll do it, but uh, I only have like three or four scenes in this episode, so... <laughs> I'm doing Shakespeare in the Park this week, so I don't really have. Weird that Cisco's like, sure, anything for you, Galdicott. Yeah, I'd love to investigate this. Anything for you, bestie. (laughs) I think at this point, like again, I think they're trying to tread the line. They're trying to like diplomat like this, right? Like, and like it's like a noble cause in the beginning, sure. But again, knowing where this is going, (laughs) look, I will, I will PayPal. Or Venmo, whatever. One of you, one dollar. Okay. If you can tell me what Rugal's Bajoran father's name is without in the next ten seconds, uh, Dougal. <laughs> oh shit! Did I write this down? Nope, I'm not getting that dollar. Scroogle. And time is over. Scroogle was the closest. It was Proka Migdal. What? I don't remember that either. So that's a fucking medicine you take for like losing your hair. Yeah. Uh, he's a Migdal may cause biting of the hand. He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he's pissed off because he thinks Garrick uh, put a complaint forward, uh, but it's so much worse than that because they yeah. do take his son away from. Him. Yeah, yeah, no, this is like really fucked up. Yeah, I don't think they can do this. Like, yeah, this seems beyond the scope of their capabilities. Yeah. It, it, uh, again, why would anyone care? Right? Like, why? Like. Yeah, he it belongs seems like he to his be Bajoran able, dad. Like yeah. he legally, by all Bajoran laws, belongs to Proka Migdal. Yeah, yeah. And Finders he can, and the Federation, weepers. like the Federation, have no power in this sector. That's not. No. They can't like overturn Bajoran law. So how the fuck do they even get away with this? Well, yeah, they give they give Cisco kind of the power of Ar- arbiter. At one point, where they're like... That's, like, hey. later in the episode. Yeah, yeah but not here, episode, yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, they they place they place Rugal under child arrest, I guess. I guess. Where, where everyone like, says, social services they comes give him, in. They give him a fucking... Yeah. They citizens arrest him, really. They don't have any fucking power. <laughs> sort of a this play is, date, more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gets to go play with Molly. He, uh... A, a child he is, like, ten years older than... <laughs> And Molly's like, you want to go into the future and like live in a cave with me? <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> better, better than, than this, this shit. <laughs> but we find out that they're like, well, Rugal hates Cardassians, right? And he's like, well, he should. The Fox alone should make him hate Cardassians, yeah. what they yeah. did to us. And then there's like a turnaround where he says, you know, he loved, I love my son just as if he was my own flesh and blood. He's a Bajoran to me. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is has like, its own problems. Yeah, it's like at first you're like, oh, that's kind of nice, and then you think about it and you're like, wait a minute, though. He's but white like, to me. Yeah, he's yeah. white to me, right? Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's like, probably not that's not like a good one to one comparison, but you get the idea. No, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's weird. There's not a lot of nuance, but it's not. It kind of it's kind of like yeah, this probably isn't super good for this kid's self esteem, and he's clearly like suffering. Like yeah. something, some he's yeah. not. 
He's not doing great in the whole self-esteem no. quadrant. Send him to a planet where he hates everyone that isn't him. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> What is the what does the holy book say about this? <laughs> the holy book says this kid's a burner. Oh, he's a burner. Fucking Bibble says that. Bibble says try again. Go back Damn. to start. Do not pass go. Respawn. There's so, a part that I always forget that's in this episode is when Bashir goes to Quarks and there's like a dude who's winning. He's the winningest guy at Dabo ever. Yeah, yeah this dude gets like seven Dabos. And what he's are like, they, what are they trying to say with Dabo guy? Uh, that go- uh, he's working Ducat for a Ducat, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I get that, but how does winning at Dabo uh, He's the- fucking, he's, he's the best cheating. at what he does, dog. <laughs> he's probably che- I thought he was cheating. He could be cheating. Nobody um, wins at Dabo like that. That's I think crazy. It, I think cheating, it's done, it's like one or the other, right? Like, you either make him look incompetent by having him lose yeah. all the time at Dabo, or you make him look like he is, like, super legitimate because he's always winning at Dabo. He yeah. just has to be distracted during this scene. That's it. Right. Uh, but he's the goodest guy ever at Dabo. Yeah, you know, he's the most trustworthy <laughs> guy ever. And Bashir, who is not... He's not wrapped up in this investigation really at all other than his own, like... Uh, curiosity. Yeah, uh, he's just curious, but now he's like, and like, yeah, like, like such an NYPD Blue episode, right? Yeah, he's absolutely. Like, well, I gotta solve this one. You like, know, I'm going kids. off the books to solve this yeah. one. Well, the guy is like, yeah, he fucking uh, Proka Midgar or whatever the fuck his name is. He like beats the shit out of this kid every day. Every time this kid's like, I want to be a Cardassian, he fucking punts him down the stairs. He's like the worst father yeah. who ever lived. Yeah, he says he beats him. <laughs> and and Bashir's like, oh my god, I believe, I believe everything this- I hear. Yeah, yeah. I-, I believe this man I just met. <laughs> this professional gambler is telling me the truth. He's like, he's like, well, I don't know if I want to talk to you. And Bashir's like, oh, come on. And he's like, well, if you really want to know. You like, really want to yeah, know. Yeah, and he pulls out a fucking psychology. script, and it says, buy Gul Dukat at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, the boy gets beaten every day. It is cool the revenge S. against Cardassians. <laughs> but uh, Cisco's like, we got to get this, we got to social service this kid away from this dude immediately. Yeah, and uh, they send them to stay with Keiko because she's the school teacher. Because uh, yeah. we don't shit on teachers enough in the present, we gotta ship this shit to them in the future. I like how that Keiko is like so bored, right? Like yeah. then they're like, "Okay, be the teacher," and then like there's like a fucking like highly sensitive, questionable investigation going on, and they're like, "Keiko, can you watch this fucking kid who just like yeah. bites people?" I'm gonna drink some wine today. <laughs> at, at the beginning of this whole like back and forth as well, like. Uh, Keiko is played off like she's fully in the right, where she's like, oh, he, I let him play with Molly, and O'Brien's yeah. a piece of shit, because he's like, he fucking bit a guy earlier, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah. And then O'Brien completely undermines his argument he by being himself. a racist. 
Yeah. He says, and it's pretty rough, man. It's worse than any of the fake yeah. racism we ever said on the show. He's like, the uh, kindness compassion. has been, compassion yeah. has been bred out of them a long time That's ago. That's fucked up. Keiko handles it perfectly. She's like, you said yeah. some ugly shit just then. And he's like, well, I only said, I don't need to hear it twice. <laughs> Damn. He's not getting any fucking love tonight, man. He's, he's headed to the holodeck tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he's going over to Bashir's. <laughs> Uh, and even like when he's like uh, they won't his dad's like they won't hurt you they're humans not Cardassians damn more racism and Memory Alpha says that like Cisco looks back at this the dad and gives him like a reassuring nod I don't think that's not what I got no he looks at him like yeah, we're like, gonna get you to just the did, bottom of this. You yeah. just did. Uh, he looks at him like you just did something shitty. Yeah, is yeah. It to me, like you yeah. just did some shitty shit. Like, hey man, your son is—he's got you know. He's sort of. This is hard to say while he's like watching us, but like you know, he's. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. say that shit, dude. Yeah, you should. Yeah, he's fucked up. Fucked up shit to this kid. You fucked this kid up. <laughs> Uh, Bashir has uh, Bashir and Garrick have this great back and forth where he's like, "Oh, we're uh, we might be able to reunite the kid like with his society or whatever. Like it, that's worth uh, a bite on the hand." Yeah, he's like, "It depends on whose hand." I get. I think. <laughs> you know, what I'm realizing now that's really fucked up is uh, like in the book they came they came oh to the God. station to because uh rugel's uh, adopted dad was wanted to get a job there he heard there was a job yes there yes this. they could have just lived on deep space nine and that could have been a really good situation for rugel where like you know the judgment yeah. would have been slightly less and he would still be close to bajor and like you know yeah maybe he could see his bio dad on occasion there why was don't a they legitimately just... good compromise waiting here why there's a better compromise cut rugel yeah. in half <laughs> Yeah, like King Solomon's baby. Yeah. The Cardassians are like, this is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> this cures two of our complaints. I but... want top half. <laughs> I call the mermaid parts. <laughs> Bajor gets butt half. <laughs> That's so Cardassian. <laughs> but, uh. Dibs, dibs, double dibs. Garrick is no like. No take backs. Garrick is like, you know, uh. When we left the war orphans on Bajor, like, do you think that was an accident? Yeah. yeah. Like, what who do you th- say is our defining trait? Our attention to detail. Yeah, that's so their defining trait. Yeah. Not the spoonhead. <laughs> Not uh, wholesale slaughter and subjugation or anything. Um, <laughs> well, what, what do you think is our defining trait? Well, we're not allowed to say fascism, I guess. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> Attention to detail. You're very Getting the trains running on time. <laughs> Second only to euphemisms. Uh, but, you know, he's like, who was in charge of the withdrawal from Bajor? Was it Gul Dukat, you dumb fucker? Could you have looked yeah. this up in two seconds, maybe? Yeah, think about it, you dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> that's what Gul Dukat, or that's what Garrick thinks yeah, Garrick, about. Yeah, Garrick pretty much just, you know, dresses down Bashir. For a while. Yeah. There is a moment later where he's like a, a fucking like, it's that uh, a gif of Robert Redford. It's a proud, he's like so proud of him. Uh, you figured some shit out. Good job. He's dumb, like, dumb. My, 
There's my there's my son, gives, my real son. Gives him half a handful of Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love a handful of Skittles every time I did something right. Reverse aspirin? No thanks. <laughs> oh no. Just the red uh, ones. The red ones. Skittles give, give me headaches. The red ones. Everything give gives you headaches. You know what? This is giving me a headache. <laughs> Cisco uh, is having a conversation in ops with Ducat. And he's like, yeah, we might not be sending Rugal back to Cardassia. And he's like, well, you gotta do it because I'm I'm Gold Ducat and you do what I say. I love this too where he's like, he's starting to like, what about the children? Which is yeah. like so fucking fascist, right? Yeah. Like, we gotta it's, save it's our all children. These, all these motherfuckers who are like, the trans kids, what about the children? All this shit is it's so fucking, fucking We need to fascist. ban these books. What if children yep. read yep. them? Well, exactly. somebody think of the children. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and uh, so Bashir comes in and he's like, just completely interrupts. He's like, why'd you leave those children behind, you fucking kid dipper? What'd you do that for? <laughs> Dukat's like, I didn't leave them behind. It was the civilian government. Yeah. And Bashir's like, oh, I, I didn't think the civilian government had control of the military. This is this is all on Cisco's Skype call. Like, yeah. Yeah, Cisco is standing there, like watching. Like, what are you, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I love this moment because it's a reminder that you know. Bashir is kind of Federation, but, like, he kind of cheated a little bit to get there, so he doesn't really know yeah. all the formalities or whatever. Yeah. And also, he thinks he's better than everyone else. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays it off as naivete, yeah. but really, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's the frontier medicine back and forth with Kira, yeah. where she's like, some people have to fucking live here, and it's not the adventurous frontier for them. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, why is everybody mad? I'm just trying to have fun. Trying to have fun and cure like, people. This is like rude. That's my fucking thing. But it's uh, really yeah. funny that you said that to Dukat. <laughs> I, I do love Dukat's line where he says, who's been tutoring you in Cardassian social studies? <laughs> social studies, so 90s. <laughs> but he's like, I had, tell Garrick that I had no choice. And Cisco will talk again. Kiss, kiss. And he shuts off. Smoochies. I love that uh, Cisco's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I fucked up, Cisco, and interrupts your thing. And he's like, oh, don't yeah. worry. It was the highlight of my day. Like, don't let it happen again. Never do it again. He was like, yeah. no, man, I lolled. For real. Yeah, lolled f- f- for realsies lolled. F-R-F-R, lol L-O-L. <laughs> don't do it again. Skull emoji. O'Brien uh, has an uh, he has that awkward interaction with uh, Rugal, but also his wife. Also, and they're eating zabu meat. His his wife has like <laughs> like while she's not being racist, she has no idea what Rugal wants, and he, and she's like, "Hey, you want to try some stuff from Cardassia? You know, yeah, that you hate? yeah, <laughs> dude. What she's a trying dumb to be... mistake! Like, it's he's pretty lived, stupid. He's lived his entire life on Bajor. Why would he fucking want Cardassian food? Why don't you give him a cheeseburger? He loves them. Yeah, he fucking takes a big it. juicy bite out of O'Brien's <laughs> hand instead. Why not make him some fucking sushi? Fuck, I want fucking sushi. Hell yeah. You have a replicator. You can make anything. Why is Kiko deciding what everyone eats? And why are they sitting at like... An exactly! I- they're sitting at like an Ikea tiny table. 
Yeah. Well, like, Keiko's like, dinner's ready. It's like, no, it's not. The computer just spits it out in one second. <laughs> it's it's ready whenever the fuck you want it to be ready. Miles, get your own goddamn dinner. It's right fucking here. Yeah. My crew ate well, your own sad dinner, Miles O'Brien. Yeah. He Potato walks over, he's... He walks over to the really? replicator and he uses fucking one banquet meal. <laughs> <laughs> one kid's meal with the toy, please. <laughs> but, like, O'Brien is super, like, awkward around Rugal until Rugal also hates Cardassians. And then he's like, ah, I love him now. <laughs> they, like, push. This is really great. They push their plates away and they both hit each other's plate. It's really good, it's, shot. It's yeah. a good like, moment. It's a good yeah. moment. Hold on, Dom Toretta. Toretta family. Family. Yep. Just that. Dude. They look each other in the eye for the first time when their plates clink when they both push away. Yeah. Because yeah. garbage cooking. They're both like, I hate cream of mushroom soup too. <laughs> they, uh, they're like staying up late and like O'Brien's like, oh, you haven't been able to sleep, right? And he's like, nah, I can't. I'm worried or whatever. And O'Brien's like, uh, is, it must be hard living on Bajor being a Cardassian. And my man says, it's not my fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's fucked up, rough. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. He's like, hey, man, I I don't choose to be here. All right. Yeah, dude, that's like serious depression, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, fucking trust me, I fucking know. Let's uh, zoom past that. Uh, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have is this podcast. Ooh. Um. <laughs> you got me. Baby. No, it's oh yeah, I do. It's fine. You got, you got this, them, me, buddy. This <laughs> got him, city. This podcast will be f- around for you forever until I uh, change the a uh, Patreon. What? Uh, <laughs> not again. But he's like, isn't it? Isn't it hard to live with people who hate you? And he's like, my parents hate other Cardassians, not me. I th- I think that should have been like, yeah, this is a rough weekend. Like that should have been yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But he's like, you know, I've met Cardassians. I didn't. He's, he's like, dude, what do you think of Cardassians? He's like, oh, I couldn't say. No, I no. literally can't say. My wife just yelled at me. I just, just got yelled at. So, and he says, <laughs> I guess you know, I, I like him. And he lies and says, I've met Cardassians I didn't like, and I've met Cardassians that I do like, like you. He does like that one guy. He met Cardassian, singular, that he likes. Does, <laughs> he met that one guy. Does, okay, so here's a pitch for an episode. Does Bashir ever try to unite his friend groups and get O'Brien and Garrick to hang out for, like, one bro night? I don't think so. Uh, could, maybe when they're in the holodeck time, maybe they, they're there. I don't know if Garrick is there, though. That could be a funny episode where Bashir is just trying to have a night with all of his bros, and like Garrick and, and O'Brien are really like stepping on eggshells around each other. That would the, be cool. That would be funny. At this point, O'Brien can't stand... Bashir, like they're not friends. Yeah, they're not there yet. <laughs> they're not yeah. friends. They're not. They're not buds. But yeah. not quite. Yet. Like no. O'Brien starts out hating Bashir because Bashir is uh, arrogant and stupid and annoying. <laughs> and then he ends up loving Bashir because he's arrogant and stupid. And yeah, he yeah. he loves him more than his wife. He says. <laughs> he says. He, yeah. Yep. That's what but, he says. Like the uh, Rugal is like, like I don't understand how you could like any Cardassians because they killed. Do you know how many Bajorans they killed? A million, ten yeah. mi- fucking million. He says it's the only yeah. f bomb in Star Trek history until ten now. fucking million. Yeah. He he's like I wish I was Bajoran. 
this kid is fucked up. Yeah, it's a moment where like he admits that you know the the veil kind of drops and he's like, I don't belong anywhere. Yeah, and yeah. at that point, O'Brien should have been like, you know, where you might belong is the Federation. Yeah, <laughs> we we accept everybody into the Federation. We have a super club. We got a guy who like I don't know. He's got like he's he's got like a, like a comb on his head. <laughs> You know, the, we, the military we, has been recruiting people Have you ever thought about joining the Marines, son? <laughs> it, it could have been like, we got this guy named Worf who was raised by Russians and he's a Klingon. Like, yeah, you could know. be fine here. Yeah. Maybe you could just go to Earth, dude. Everybody lives there. Like, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, it's like a fucking fuck fest over there. It's like, it's a paradise planet now. Like, fucking, there's so many places in space you can go. Yeah. Cardassian and Bajor are not the only two. Your dad needs a job, and, like, it's not like DS9 is in great shape all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they need, like, hydroponics people? They're farmers, right? Or cops or whatever? I'm sure they need scientists, which apparently, according to this mythical book, he was one before. (laughs) No, that was the other guy. That was Padar. Uh, Oh, yeah, that was Padar. Uh, Keep up with the with the the holy scripture. Sorry, dude. dude next ep- next episode you have me on. We're reading the book. <laughs> I wish I would have known about it. Uh, that would be a fun idea. Actually, we've never done books. We talk about doing it all the time, and we did like the pick a path books on Patreon. But I'd like to do an actual episode about a book. That'd be fun. I definitely can read. Just putting that out there. You know, I I am an idea. I'll I'll, I'll record myself reading the book for for Josh. Oh, so he can. He doesn't. He it. doesn't need that. He just said he can read. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, but just in case, JIC. I'll, I'll do um, voices and everything. You know what happens to Bashir more often than pretty much any other character in any series I've ever watched? People break into his room at night? Yeah, people standing watching him sleep at night. Dude, he's pretty as fuck, man, wouldn't you? He's very, very pretty. He he wakes up and and Garrick is there and Bashir screams for a full five straight minutes like I would (laughs) if that happened. Batman! If Bashir's door was unlocked, you're saying you wouldn't sneak a peek? Yeah, it's almost like it's his fault. Don't leave your door unlocked. <laughs> mm. it's Racism and victim blaming is victim a good podcast. <laughs> yep. But he's like, uh, we need to get a runabout and go to Bajor. And he's like, why? He's like, it's important. I'll tell you later. And then fucking Bashir, being being himself, was like, <laughs> okay. I can't believe he goes to Cisco's quarters and asks for. Uh, this is insane. Yeah, this is to nuts. Cisco's quarters and Cisco's in a space bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> wearing his, he's wearing a fucking shawl and he's like, "Hey, can I have a runabout?" He's like, "Oh, will one runabout be enough?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking dad ass fucking response, yeah. dude. But, can you imagine uh, waking your dad up at 3 a.m. No. to ask if he can borrow the car? No. <laughs> can me that and my friends not. you don't like borrow the car? Yeah. That's me a- and this troublemaker friend Keith, we're going to go borrow the car, Dad. That's a Max Charisma play right there. <laughs> <laughs> Max but like, Charisma? Cisco, Cisco fucking uh, gets dialed in by Gold Ducat on the hotline. And he's like, yeah. hey, we found the DNA of the father. It's Kotan Padar, and he's alive. So he's not really an orphan. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And it's crazy he's the leader of the civilian government. Man, we don't know that yet. 
coincidences. Dude, Goldicott is his worst enemy in this episode. He's immoral. <laughs> he's like calling on all the wrong times, man. I, uh, he's like, Pinar's on his way, by the way. It's just goes like, no, like the boy wants to go back to Bajor, and I'm not going to send him to Cardassia against his will, and we need yeah. to do this investigation, and I got a quiche in the oven. Like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm going to clean my bathroom before he gets here. I, I think it's great because it shows that Ducat thinks he's a genius. Like, he lays all of these, like, giant plans, but, like, any amount of scrutiny. Like, yeah, can can yeah. just like make the plans evaporate. He's, yeah, he's it's like, like he sh- thinks humans are stupid. Yeah, he's like extremely shitty Xanatos. Like every plan <laughs> is completely fucking see through. <laughs> but uh, Bashir's like, see, this makes sense. Why Garrick wants to do this? I don't know why, but it can't be a coincidence, right? Yeah. Cisco's like, well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, like, he might not have given Bashir the runabout if Goldukat didn't call. Exactly. At that exact moment. Yeah. What an idiot. What and they a go d- fucking idiot. And they go down to the Top Hat Resettlement Center on Bajor. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, do you remember this kid, Rugal? And uh, the lady there's like, basically just continuously like, hey... Go fuck yourself. She's like, hey, yeah. go fuck yourself. I, I don't get out, paid enough. I ship out two scoops of orphans every day. <laughs> two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember Oops. Rugal. Oops, all orphans. Oops, all. Yeah, do you know how many fucking kids you left on this planet? <laughs> Rugal? Never Oops. heard of him. Rugal? I see a thousand Rugals every second. Yeah. yeah. Seconds? Yeah. It seems uh, a bit hyperbolic, but I guess I guess I don't know how bad though. Gets the point are. across. <laughs> Jeez, how big is this planet? Jesus. But uh they're like Rugal was adopted eight years ago. I didn't work here, not my fucking problem. Yeah. Bye. Computer's broken, don't know about anything. And this is where I really love Garrick because he's like I can fix the computer. And he, like, actually tries to help them. Like, yeah. Yeah. it is kind of for selfish reasons. But I know, I got the feeling like he really actually was, like, <laughs> throwing them, like, an olive branch, right? That's yeah. what I love about television and movies, is that no matter how shitty a person is, they have some sort of a soul. Mm. Yeah. Unlike real life, where people <laughs> are two-dimensional villains sometimes. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> In real life, Garrick would have been like, it'll be $50. <laughs> 50 space books. It's, um, it's, a good, it's a good, like, gentle character development moment for Garrick. Because he's not... He's, he's doing something good, but it's not out of the kindness of his own heart. It's because he wants something. But it's, right. it's not like he doesn't have compassion. It's just, you know, he's got... Yeah, the two things kind of exist at the same time. Just like with Garrick, right? Yeah. Like, he's a spy, but also he's not... A monster anymore? If he does does (laughs) something nice out of obligation, maybe he did a lot of bad things out of obligation, Mm, too? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, There is a great, it's like absolutely wonderful Garrick moment where he's like, oh, you know, computers, isolinear chip arrays, it's It's, all a bit of a hobby of mine. He's so good. He's got his like uh, cyber monocle that he uses yeah. to repair the computer, and Bashir's like interesting for a tailor to carry this around. He's like, ah, buttons are hard. Yeah, it's yep. a cyber monocle for sewing. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, Garrick downloads all the files from all the provinces around uh, this one into a data clip, which mm-hmm. is something they never mentioned before or after. Yeah. I love how they're like. 
all of them? And it's like, what, it's gonna take like five seconds to download yeah. 10,000 text files? Like, <laughs> what is that, like three megabytes? Like, who, what the fuck are you talking about? This is this is 1994 or something. They were like, a fucking computer with four megabytes? <laughs> Why would you ever need that? But, uh... Garrick turns around. He's being all smug about his achievements and like tricking uh, Bashir because he's a moron. Yeah, but he then a high leg and farts on his way. <laughs> he's totally styling on everybody. Um, Smells like sandalwood. <laughs> but then he sees the war orphans are there staring at him, and they're like, "Oh, are you gonna take us back to Cardassia? Are you my new daddy?" <laughs> and he's, and like, he's like, "No." no. <laughs> Oh, no. And they're like, are you going to make life uh, in any way better for us? Uh, Your computer works now. (laughs) You can play Oregon Trail, Top Hat Trail. You can play Snake on this bad boy now. Wait, get it? I'm I'm a snake man. I put Snood on there. Oh, shit, Snood. Now we're talking. Dude, whose girlfriend didn't play Snood in 1999? Uh, Bashir... Uh, turns the runabout's engines off when they get up to space. He's like, Garrick, you fucking bitch! Yeah. (laughs) Tell me everything that's happening because I'm too dumb to figure it out myself. Yep. Garrick's (laughs) like, ah, let's play 20 questions. (laughs) He's so spy movie. Think about this. He's like, let's make it a game. Meanwhile, like, the the trial of the century is occurring. (laughs) But Garrick's like, oh, I can't tell you something because I'm a little, I'm a little stinker. I'm a stinker. (laughs) The, uh, he's like, eventually he's figured out, he's like, oh, Gold Ducat lost his cushy job torturing Bajorans when they had to leave the planet. So now he hates Padar. Torturing and raping. Let's not forget about that. Oh, God. He he does do that a lot. Remember all those Bajoran fucking mistresses he has? That's that's where Zial comes from. Yeah. It's like, bro, I know. You're a bad man. I get it. You're horny. (laughs) A lot of people are, and they don't do that. Yeah. It's called the holodeck. You go to the holodeck, there's plenty of Bajorans in there. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> wow. We're all coming down, anti Ducat. Yeah, it's a it's a really brave stance of the podcast. But I think it's we're so anti-Ducat. easy to call Ducat a Nazi. It's just so easy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why it's so easy. <laughs> Pinar shows up and he's like, "Where's my kid at? Where's my kid? Where's my kid? My kid? My kid? Where's my kid at?" <laughs> I brought these pictures of my kid. I brought my photo album. <laughs> Photographs. Yeah, right. O'Brien's like, uh, he, he hates being a Cardassian. He doesn't want to see you and fucking, he said to shove it up your own ass. <laughs> you like, asshole. I'm his real father, so that'll fix everything. Don't worry. Yep. It's like, uh, well, once he sees this really boring slideshow I brought with me. Yeah. You know yeah, what teenagers real... love looking at? Their own baby pictures. <laughs> you know what teenagers love? Their real dads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rugal walks in and he's like fucking scared. He's scared to death of this guy. And uh, Padar is like, "Do you remember my face? I'm your daddy. <laughs> Call me daddy." And he's and like, like, "Nah, nope. No, yeah. Can I go no, 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 no." Yeah. And he's like, "You were my son, and you died in. I thought you died in a big bomb explosion." 
and uh, my wife died, and I have no family, and now I'm I'm back to finally reunite with you. And Rugal's yeah. like, I'm not your son. Your son deserved to die. You deserve the pain. I'm yeah. not going back to Cardassia. Fuck you. Fuck you. Skateboard and kickflips out of there. Yeah. He's going you. to the holodeck with Bajoran women and hookers and blackjack. No, don't lie about your age, Rugal. That's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Put in your birthday to continue. Rugal, we can't lie about that. <laughs> they. <laughs> Rugal, pick out all the street lights. Um, <laughs> but they're having the court hearing, and Padar and Proka, you remember him, they're fucking, like, arguing about who... Uh, well, they don't have the trial yet. They're arguing over how they can't do it on Bajor, they can't do it on Cardassia. Yeah. yeah. goes like, you need an arbiter, it's an arbitrator, it sounds like. And, <laughs> and they're, they're like, like how about, about you? And he's what like, about fuck. He's like, me? He's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I'd be willing, <laughs> Actually, but I'm going thing. to need a six pack of Bud Light. He's, he's wearing uh... a he's wearing a T-shirt that says Arbitrator in gold lettering across. Twenty three sixty five Arbitration Championship. Actually, uh, what about Morn? I think Morn would be better for this one. Morn would Morn. rule. Morn would never shut the fuck up, though. He yeah, would just keep tough. going on and on. Blah, 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 blah. Latinum in my stomach. Oh, oh my God. God. Endless. But uh, they... <laughs> I do love the guy, though. Yeah. yeah. They uh, they go to the hearing, and Ducat shows up, and they're like, what's well, weird that you're at this hearing? And he's like, I have no evil plans, if that's what <laughs> you like, think. I'm here for the children. Have <laughs> I mentioned I children. love children? Isn't it cool how I'm allowed to be anywhere on this spaceship whenever I want? Yes. This I would say I love children so much that I would have sex with them. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Ducat? Ducat. And, and he's like, I'm just saying. And they're like, hmm, that's really suspicious. Let's keep it. But an I eye guess on you're that. allowed to be anywhere on the space <laughs> <Yeah>. station, so. This <laughs> guy's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'll allow it. It's like he doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. got evicted. It's like, you guys changed my room. Uh, but uh, broke into the old apartment. <laughs> uh, Bashir and Garrick are like searching through thousands of word files. Yep. Yeah. And they can't find anything. And then they, after thousands of files, Garrick is finally like, "Oh, he probably deleted it." <laughs> Yeah, like, what? Oh. Why did it take you so long? Why did you even go look for it Garrick's if you like, thought that that was the thing, right? I guess you have to try, but... Garrick but, uh, was just trying to keep Bashir busy on the long car ride. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, here, do this word scramble. He's oh like, he's like, been through dozens of files. It's like, no, dude, we did it. We had an algorithm do that. We yeah. were just doing uh, highlights for kids. We- <laughs> Like you've got to get this guy to stop yelling at me for five seconds. <laughs> I got you this zoo book subscription just for this trip. Been through thousands look, of files. It's all zebras. Look, fold the <laughs> fold the pages over, and there's a new image. <laughs> now you're like a spy. But uh, they figure out the person who created the file was uh, Joe Matt Lucen. 
Yeah, let's call her up. And they, <laughs> and they no, dial her up, and she's like, no yeah, I remember Rugal. If this is, like, a, an actor or another spy or, like, or anything, yeah. they're just like, you're Joe Matt Lucen? She's like, yep, this is my phone number. And well, they, hey, Garrett, they te- hey, stranger. <laughs> yeah, she tells them what they want to hear is why. She's like, yeah, I remember Rugal eight years ago. Yesterday to me. <laughs> oh, Rugie? How's he doing? Little Rugs? <laughs> Little Rugs? But, I remember uh, someone I, from Tarak Nor dropped him off and said they were yeah. from Tarak Nor and that they were good friends with Gul Dukat. And then they told yep. me a lot about Gul Dukat and all the terrible things he did. And then they tried to get me to high-five them, and I wouldn't, but they just stood there with their hand up for 45 minutes. And now I'm a con- now I'm a fucking collaborator. <laughs> it's it, it was so painfully awkward. You don't understand. I had to high-five him. I had to. understand what Pedro was like then. I had to high-five. I had to. If I didn't high five him, he was never gonna put his hand down. You don't understand torture like that. That's <laughs> awkward. He was just gonna follow me around all day. I've had my fucking toenails ripped out, but that torture. <laughs> but they went. Uh, they go to the trial, and Bashir this time is like, "Hey, can I ask some questions?" <laughs> Instead of just doing it. And if I was Padar or the Bajoran dad, who I refuse to learn the name of, Midgul? Midgar. Procyon Midgar. (laughs) Persei Midgar Midgar 8. (laughs) If I was was pro-mid for moderate to severe. (laughs) (laughs) Hand-biting. I I would be like, hey, is anyone just allowed to walk in... (laughs) To this thing, like, can my wife like, come to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys said no family, and yet Ducat's here. This fucking weirdo human is here. Like, yeah, yeah. And Cisco's like, I'm arbiter, and you guys said I could do whatever I want. Ooh, be sure you got some zoo bucks. <laughs> zoo bucks. It's like, look at this zebra. It's called a zebra, sir. Oh, I hope he didn't do the maze. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did the maze. I'm the best at the maze. You can do the maze without the pen. You can just do it like in your, just, with it's your, not as in your fun. imagination. Um, but he's like, O'Brien, isn't Padar super humiliated to have a son? He's like, yeah. He was like sad, but he was like real like humiliated and shit. And Pinar's like, oh, we're not going to tell anybody about it until later. <laughs> yeah, Pinar's like, I thought we were just talking as friends. He's like, uh, what's gonna happen when they find out about it? He's like, oh, I'm gonna lose my job because having a le- having a kid that you forget about makes you lose your job on Cardassia. Yeah, so apparently it's like way better than here. <laughs> that seems like something that should get you kicked out of Congress. Oh, you had a kid that you left for dead in the yeah. desert. Sure. Oh, you were you were a prostitute and now you're a lunatic. <laughs> Wonder who I'm talking about. <laughs> Do your own research. Um, Do your own research. Ducat's like, this is irrelevant. We're not talking about the past in here, which is yeah, terrible. Line so gaslighty. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, moving the goalpost. It's some yep. rhetorical bullshit. Like, yep. you, you ever been to that uh, Top Hat Relocation Center? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, <laughs> Gold Scott takes the top hat off of his head. <laughs> no, it's, it has the logo of the relocation center on it. <laughs> he's yeah, got he's two, like, like ears on the side of it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I went to the top hat center. He's like, Pinar was living there eight years ago. You know that? And he's like, well, no, I don't know. It was just crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Rugal was brought in by a female Cardassian military officer who knew the child, who knew he wasn't an orphan. And Gul and Dukat Dukat like, just... isn't it progressive of, of us to have women in the military? Yeah. Dukat's literally just staring at him <laughs> silently. <laughs> He's like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I bombed a whole fucking household. <laughs> I'm so cool. Like, I, I thought I figured this shit out already. He's like, like it was uh, that Cardassian military officer was attached to Terok Nor, right? That was Deep Space Nine's original designation. And, and Dukat just fucking leaves. He's like, well, that was what DS9 was called. And I was the... Yeah. And yeah. He's like, and who was the leader, the commanding officer? And Dukat just fucking turns and leaves. <laughs> He's, he's reaching for a smoke bomb, but he's like, shit, I'm all out. He turns, he and, he turns walks and walks out, out and his, uh, his like, belt comes undone, his pants <laughs> fall off, and he just stumbles out the door. And, like, nobody goes to help him, and he tries to get up, and he falls over again, but there's, a, like, a big punch bowl going by, and he's like, there's a punch bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like prom all over it's again. It's rough. And his underwear have the little hearts on them, and yeah. everybody laughs. <laughs> I forgot him. And he's like, don't laugh at me. My mom bought me this underwear. And everyone keeps laughing at Everybody him. laughs harder. Has G. Ducat on the, on the uh, uh, waistband. It has G. Ducat Tuesday, and it's Friday. Tuesday! <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday! Duh. Why would that even matter? The uh, he's been wearing them since Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> but like, this is where the episode completely falls the fuck apart. Yeah, where like Cisco yeah. decides what to do with Rugal off screen, and it's to send him to Cardassia. Yeah, and yeah. Like, why? That's not a good idea. Like, it's clearly it's clear that that's not what the kid wants. But like, yeah. everyone's decided that the kid has no rights and he's not worth listening to. Um, like, yep. I don't know. I feel like there's a, sub a subjectivity here that maybe we're missing because none of us is a father. But <laughs> that we know of that, that we know. <laughs> Calm down, Dad. <laughs> when uh, there's like. I feel like somebody could watch this, not fucking me, and be like, well, he needs to go back with his birth father. But, yeah. like, every bit of evidence that we're given is, like, it sucks being a Cardassian who sort of hates who he is or whatever, but, like, he's with a loving family where he wants to be. He just needs some rehabilitation. Kid needs to go to a fucking therapist. Listen. Yeah, I like Kevin's idea the best. Like, he should stay on the station. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. But, you know, we gotta, we, we're not paying this actor to, to appear in the background anymore. Exactly. Yeah, he can't be on the show, uh, yeah. I, the, the, you just reminded me of a fucking great uh, community bit where they're like, <laughs> we saved Fat Neil's life and he's still out there doing this and that in the background to this day <laughs> and he's walking past in the background. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done that with Rugal. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I just want to say, and maybe, and maybe this is brave of me, but mm. uh, damn it, I'll risk it. Pumping out a kid, pump, pumping a kid into a person does not make you uh, a, father. a father. You know, yeah, get, true. 
buying somebody Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo after they get a dental procedure makes you a dad. That's 100% fucking rules. And then helping your son beat Sting Chameleon with no other power-ups makes you a true father. This fucking guy had the best dad ever. That's true. Sting Chameleon's really easy, man. I don't know why he needed the help. (laughs) (laughs) With nothing? With not even the dash? No, you don't uh, don't need it. Sting Chameleon's a great fight. Listen, all right. Look. Look. It's not easy. Fight him again. Listen. Shout out to Mike Cole. <laughs> I mean, Yay, it Mike was Cole. it was very it was very nice of Mike Cole to defeat one of the easiest bosses in the game for you. Damn. <laughs> All right. You're just jealous. Yeah. You're just I'm jealous, jealous that my father wouldn't buy me Mega Man X. Yeah, except, my dad couldn't. Except he technically did because it was part of the money I saved up that I got from him. So. <laughs> Nice. My dad just kind of wanted to play it too. I think so. Yeah, that's how. That that's rolls. how you get your dad. That's how you get. That's your how dad I got to get pilot wings. That's how I got a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I never even really thought about a dirt bike, but all right, sounds cool. I guess I'll try to kill myself on this. Why not? You know, the one that really always fucked me up, even with like the dash boots, was Boomer Kuwanger. He's. he's- <laughs> I always take him last, so yeah. I really should do another run of Mega Man X with just the Buster. And just Buster is like fucking super hard mode. You know what that kid's uh, Bajoran dad's name was? Boomer Kawanger. <laughs> yeah, dude. The fucking funniest thing about Mega Man X is they like the American people who were like doing all the localization. They got the fucking uh, names of this new Mega Man characters. And, like, it's been easy up until now, right? Fucking Fireman, Iceman, yeah. shit. And then they get Storm Eagleed and Boomer <laughs> Kuwanger. I don't know. Boomer Kuwanger flows off the tongue. Boomer Kuwanger. And, uh, and, like, all the other ones are, like, robot-animal hybrids. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Kuwanger? Yeah, I had no fucking clue what this dude was supposed to be when I was a kid. I'll show you a Kuwanger. He's a, he is a Kuwagata Beetle. I know that oh. now. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. That old animal chest. Even though he just looks like a guy with horns. <laughs> I thought he was like, supposed to be a centipede or something, but there's a centipede later on. Yeah. Dude, but like, well, I mean, at least it wasn't Tornado Tunyon. <laughs> tornado Tunyon. Is that an onion that does tornadoes? Yeah, it's an onion man who does tornadoes, and he goes... He's a- My favorite... My favorite character in the entire series is Gravity Beat Bood. <laughs> what? Oh God. Yeah, Gravity Beetle in Japan is named Gravity Beat Bood. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to name my daughter that. Gravity Beat Bood. First name Gravity, middle name Beat Bood. Beat Bood Henderson? <laughs> You're not wearing that out tonight. She goes by her middle name, Beat Bood. <laughs> I will, Father! You can't stop me! Gravity, you know what? She's right. Gravity is kind of a cool name. It's yeah, true. it would be cool. There's some gravity. gravity. I mean, really rife to get made fun of once once kids are what, People kids, would call them, like, gravy and shit. Like, do kids even make fun of each other's names anymore with how fucking stupid all their names are now? No, it's just, it's, like, wrapped <laughs> around itself at this point. Slaley. Well, is it gonna make fun of McCullacaley? <laughs> McCullough Kaylee. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I mean, no one wants to go to McCullough Kaylee's house because her parents are on keto. So, 
Oh my god. <laughs> they do have uh, Bartles and James in the fridge in the yeah. garage, though. So. Fucking Slayly is definitely spelled S L A Y L E I G H. L I E. Yeah, I was thinking like S L I G H. L-I-G-H. <laughs> Do they still make Bartles and James? Uh, I, no, but uh, Michelle so. was telling me that they still make Smirnoff Ice. And yeah, I was like, really? Smirnoff Ice is back. It's back. What? She was like, fuck? they have grape flavor now. And I was like, that is the most disgusting shit I've ever heard. Well, is like, Zima back? died, and then like, alcoholic <laughs> seltzer became a thing. This is the real podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. Now, they have like, like that neutral is like a alcoholic like vodka. Yo, is, is Zima back? I wish, dude. <laughs> That's like the first thing I ever oh, drank. Yeah, no, and I got Zemo, fucked Zemo up. was the one that went away, right? Yeah, yeah, Zima. But I thought I thought Smirnoff did ran it away come too. back? I can I, I thought, can. Google I thought it was this. Impo- my friends used to ice each other. Yeah, back in the day, um, Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, you would like you'd like hide Smirnoff Ice in a place, and then you'd tell someone yeah. to look there, and then when they saw it, they had to like go on their knee and slam it. Ice. Yeah. Holy nice. fuck, you can buy Zima online. No way. <laughs> you can also get, like, Crystal Pepsi online. Well, yeah, from the 90s. Crystal Pepsi was the biggest letdown of my life. I'd heard Yo, my it entire, tastes so good. I'd, t- I'd heard my entire life, oh, Crystal Pepsi it was, like, so different. It was so crazy. It it's was so and it tastes ju- Pepsi. It tastes just like fucking Pepsi. <laughs> you fools. You, f- you foolish fools. <laughs> Explain to my uh, fucking... Surf tongue, what, like a was true clear taste. <laughs> it was clear. It was clear, and it did you drink roll. with your eyes first, you know. Yeah, sup with your eyes. They brought back Doritos 3Ds, but they didn't look anything this like they used to, and they didn't taste as good. How much is Zima's? I kind of want to go get a six pack of Zima. This, this is really making me want uh, a, a Baja Blast with some vodka in it. Uh, I, dude, I had some Baja Blast the other day, and I was like, this is fucking disgusting. That's uh, it's too extreme for my post 1990s life. Dude, I, think- I was like, I don't skateboard enough for this. You got, you gotta buy the cheapest. You gotta buy like 18 of the cheapest thing on the Taco Bell menu, and then, <laughs> dude. I got the cravings box. It was it was worth it. Right, I always well. I always get the five layer beefy burrito and a and a quesadilla, a chicken quesadilla. Oh, you can only get it in Japan, Zima. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I saw a website about it. Like, looks like maybe the they Trek send it boys to you. are going to Japan. Uh oh, <laughs> road trip. <laughs> road trip to Japan. <laughs> Just hit the ramp in California, really. Where? <laughs> No, Get some Baja uh, Blast in the car. It'll do it. It'll make the jump. Well, Baja Blast in your gas tank. <laughs> yeah, it's on it's like dri- Driz. I'm not fucking saying the name of the website because uh, you you can send it to uh, the United States and Colorado. Well, <laughs> and Colorado. Are they not a state anymore? Apparently, like maybe you can only get it in Colorado. I don't know. Maybe. Does it have weed in it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's from, they're sending it from Colorado. I get oh, it. Oh, cool. It says Coors company owned owned it, but Can I you guess really they still own do. it? Can anyone own <laughs> yeah, yes. <anything>? Technically <laughs> related Yes. <laughs> related products, smearing off ice. Alright, I'm talking. We're talking. There we go. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages with our <laughs> final reviews. <laughs> We'll be right back. You control your own destiny. Can you touch the forces of the 
forces beyond our understanding come with us into the unknown where magic, mysticism, and miracles wait for you. 1-900-250-5555. Two dollars for each minute. Welcome back from those messages. Hopefully they were less crab-related than the last ones. There's the Taco Bell ad. You know Taco Bell's doing crab now? They got crab dip now. (laughs) They got invitation crab meat? They're doing Uh, crab pits now. (laughs) Dude, that fucking crab meat is delicious. I know it's not crab meat. Oh, the imitation crab? Oh, I do love imitation crab. the crab sedilla from Taco Bell. The crab sedilla? That wasn't a. That was not a real ad. Magic minds, don't right. get upset. I don't know if anyone would be convinced about the crab sedilla. I'd try it. I'd have a bite. I'd try it for the price that Taco Bell is asking. I would buy. It. Oh God! If somebody's trying to feed me crab for a dollar, I know something's wrong. That's a poo-poo crab. You're going to have poopy poopy poops. <laughs> well, you're having Taco Bell. So it's true. It's coming out of you one way or another. You're, you're right. literally eating sand. It's fucking Russian roulette of food. Your body is like, what? This isn't food. What are you putting in me? What is it's this? Russian, it's a Russian <laughs> roulette with a fully loaded gun. <laughs> Except only one of the bolts is not uh, chambered. And that's the Baja Blast. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. Mr. Kevin Cole, our special guest Whoa. for the week. I knew I was a guest, but I didn't know I was special. You're you're the super special guest. Oh, you're so special to us. You didn't have to say that, but I'm glad you did. Uh, we contractually had to. You, you sent us over a rider. There, your rider said all red yeah. skittles, and then we had to continuously yeah. call you special. Yeah, I, needed I tried a to give. I needed a headache before. I <laughs> I tried to give Zane all red M&M's, but there's only, like, three red M&M's in a bag. Yeah. And then he just gave up? Once and then I just poured the... gave up? I just... It. Yeah, I just poured all the... I was like, fuck it. So we have a, a special uh, scale on this podcast that we Whoa. judge our shows yeah. by. Oh, okay. It is the Cochrane to Catfish Warp Scale of Quality. Patented <laughs> or patent pending. I don't remember. I don't think either. Shh. I mean, the, both. <laughs> both. Both. <laughs> and the way it works, of course, is Warp 1 is a terrible, god-awful episode. The lowest you can get, even though... Humanity uh, hasn't even achieved that yet. We have not achieved that yet. And yeah. also, it's from the movie First Contact with Zephram Cochran, who helped the creation of what became the Federation. But that's the worst that's one. The, that's the worst one. And then Warp okay. 10 is the best of the best of the best, the perfect episode, even though Warp 10 is achieved in Threshold, the worst episode of Voyager ever made. And it turned into Catfishes. It went all the way around. Yes. Yeah. So it is a Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality, warp 1 through 10. What are you rating this episode? Oh, man. Um, I gotta go first? Uh, we, one of us could go first instead. Uh, I'll go. All right. I'll go. Let him think. Thank you. <laughs> it's like we're ordering at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, <laughs> can we get some waters for the table? Can we get some water? Can we we get, have time to think. Can we get some, can we get some uh, chips and salsa while we wait? Can I get a crab sedilla, please? Get a crab <laughs> I know we want apps. Yeah. Apps and zerts. <laughs> apps and zerts, uh, I'm going with an eight. 
Uh, because Whoa. Garrick rules, and I love Garrick. Wow. Uh, yeah, Garrick. I yeah. love him. Yeah, this is, this is a is Garrick stinky. spotlight episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ending's not great, but you know what? I don't give a shit about Rugal. <laughs> God damn. That's the whole crux of the episode. <laughs> Fuck Rugal. Like, no one gives a shit about Rugal. Yeah, that's the problem. Why things fall where they do. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, yeah. you, uh, do you have any other... Uh, like reasons for Thoughts. your war crime you just committed. Uh, I, I really think orphans need to Horatio Alger themselves up by <laughs> wow. their bootstraps. Yeah, right. And maybe he could have, you know, made his life better, and that he didn't. That's that's an eight out of ten because I'm better than him. <laughs> Makes sense. Also, I can't believe for an entire episode you didn't say boob straps. <laughs> What a waste! Oh, the police! I like pulling people up by their boob straps. <laughs> the uh, and then the boob straps come off, and you're like, free the boobies, you free them. Wow. I'm gonna give this episode a six point five. Wow. Damn! Uh, it is. It's sort of a middle of the road episode that Garrick saves with uh, Andrew Robinson saves with his performance. He's just such yeah. a great fucking actor and such an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else is dumb as a fucking brick in this episode. <laughs> The the central conflict of the episode is solved off screen, and we don't yep. get to know any reason behind it. Yeah, and uh, a cab, <laughs> also a cab, a cab show. Uh, <laughs> all Cardassians are bastards. All, all cops are bastards on shows as well. Yeah. That so. guy deserved to lose his son. Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. Um. All right. I agree that this is kind of a middle of the road episode that is saved by a few standout uh, scenes. So I'm going to start it at a five, but that's not where we're going to end. So don't be. Damn! Don't be oh, we're going out. on a journey together. We're going on a journey. Uh, I'm going to give it a point uh, for uh, Cisco in a bathrobe. Sure. That gets a point. So it's up to yeah, sex. sexy. Give, yeah. Give it another point uh, for uh, a, a legitimately good scene of Garrick uh, at the orphanage. Just yeah, some real rain. true. I, I will point out that this point system seems to not really align with the Cochrane to Catfish scale, but I'll allow it. I'll it allow aligns. It. <laughs> I'm just saying each of these is worth a warp. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. So we're at like, we're seven. at seven now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take it back down for some O'Brien racism. That made uh, me feel bad. I see. It, was good. it made the character more complex, but it gave me the feel bads. So I see. I see. I coming see. Coming back a little bit. I gave it a point for that. Yeah. I like that he's kind of still like grumpy and shitty about the whole thing. You know what? You're right. We'll put it a point ahead. <laughs> oh, we're back at seven. He's ahead. back. No, he's at eight. We're now. at eight now. Oh my That's god! Where I'm we're at. really getting up there. This is a standout episode. It's his favorite episode. And one more point for um, Gul Dukat leaving the... Uh, leaving the <laughs> nine out of ten! You give this a nine out of ten? Amazing! Now, apparently this is a nine out of ten episode for me. But then when you factor in the book... <laughs> mm, I see. Oh, the fact that it needs a book to like explain the most important parts yeah. reminds me that this is kind of a, a, a mid-episode. So we're down It's like a... It's like a J.J. Abrams, like, <laughs> well, the supplementary material. Yeah, that'll, that'll really flush it out for you. Yeah. For so doing an extended universe, I damn this to an 8 out of 10 warps. That's what I'm thinking. So you guys both give it 8 out of 10. Yeah. That's a yeah. really good score for an episode. 
Yeah, but for Deep Space Nine, though, like the curve, right? That's like pretty low for. I mean, well, that's not low, but it's I, it's like middle of the, the road. Way, for the way the way a curve Nine. works is like you judge it more harshly because the episodes are better. <laughs> that are better. This, I I admit I know what this episode sets up in the broader context of Deep Space right. Nine, and I think mm-hmm. this is like a can't miss Deep Space Nine episode. Like it is, it's load bearing. The ideas presented here will come. Yeah. Up so, yeah, we also have seen Deep Space Nine each probably like 70 times, so... It's not true. a fucking genius episode. No, no, no. But does it deserve a B-? minus? Yeah. I could give it a 7.5, too. You can give it whatever you want, Josh. I'll, I'm happy with your score. I just hate orphans, man. I understand. <laughs> I'm like patting always. Josh on the back comfortingly. You don't have to think about orphans anymore. It's fine. Always wheeling by on their little wheelie cart that they fashioned out of scrap wood and shit. Because they can't use their stupid legs. Yeah, jiggling their money cup around like, oh, I got a money cup. Stop it, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Cardassian cast. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel like perhaps I've been too harsh looking at you guys' uh, no, 8 out of 10s. No, 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 you're right. You're right no, you, you're your right opinion you, is... You allowed you know. us to be the, the uh, cuddly uh, people on the podcast. Jeff. Well... You're the cold, hard Cardassian father that we need. Well, that nothing has changed then. Good. <laughs> uh, I just like cornflakes out of the spoon on their head. Dang. Oh, is that bad? That's racist. That that's up? pretty racist. Oh, no. I mean, th- you know, there's some like Cardassian out there who's like, pour some car- some cereal in my spoon. <laughs> pour some cereal on me. And they have those like. Those parties where, like, you know how we have, like, su- we eat sushi off of naked people? They eat, yeah. like, cereal out of the spoon head part. Is the spoon uh, part sensitive? Do we know this? We don't know this. We know the neck flaps are sensitive. I'd be willing to find out. I'll lick a spoon head. <laughs> they won't let you lick the spoon. It looks <laughs> like a clitoral hood, so. Yeah. Put a little brownie batter on it. I'm, uh, ooh, <laughs> nice. We're getting, we're getting real calorie heavy in the foreplay now. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, but, but on the record, I'm all about calorie heavy foreplay. Dude, that sounds <laughs> way better than regular foreplay. <laughs> You're going off in the rest of the event. Good Hell luck yeah. finding somebody willing to clean up that mess with you. Though, I want man. a full sandwich on the table. We're titties. throwing a tarp down, all right? You got, you'd have to have like a pit for this. Like a, yeah. like a, you know, like a, a couches are lowered in the 70s into the, the, the den. Oh, you know? the, the fuck, the food fuck <laughs> yeah. pit. Yeah. yeah, the food fuck pit. I'm yeah. going to give this episode a seven. Wow, <laughs> we brought him up. I, yeah. You guys make really good points. I think I stand by the fact that it's ext- it's really heavily ruined by the ending happening off screen and being stupid. Yeah, you're right. Now it's a 7.5 from me. 7, 7.5, <laughs> You wouldn't have wanted to see Cisco uh, make the decision because he was eating a fucking Nature Valley bar. <laughs> he was going it was, everywhere. It was just fucking, it was like so like noisy while he's like reading over the notes of the trial. And then he's like, like, he really horrible. needs to drink a water. Like yeah. he's halfway through the bar and he's like, shit, I'm only halfway through the bar. He's like, shit. And then he goes and he gets like skim milk out of, the, oh my out of the replicator. Every time he takes a bite in it, it like explodes into a cloud of particles in every direction. <laughs> I can't yeah. even see his face. I've said before, I'll say it again, you can't hydrate with milk. It doesn't work. You can do whatever you want with milk. <laughs> but 
if the tarp's down, then yes. Look, if you're trying to get some high calorie foreplay in, you better you better whip out that whole milk. Is all I'm, I'm famous for my milk love. I will go to bat for milk. I love. I love milk. I love milk. I, I had some milk fucking bottle-ass chocolate milk yesterday. Oh, my God. I love milk, but this dang city's charging me $12 for a half gallon. God yeah, well, that's damn. everything in that dang city. <laughs> I bought cigarettes in that city in 2013, and it was $13. Yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm sure it's like $27 now for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I wish I wish they were charging twelve dollars a thing for milk here and save me from my fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I need milk. Like every time I see anything that has dairy in it, I'm like, well, I am lactose intolerant, but it is delicious. <laughs> so I do love milk. Just wear your wife's underwear and drink it. It'll be funny and it'll be worth it. I I th- I'm endlessly thankful for lactate pills, even though it is like playing Russian roulette with food. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I even had ice cream last night, and I was I was getting a little like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that. Did you have chocolate? And I'm not even like, uh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't do. I shouldn't eat chocolate. Do it. Except if I'm in the sex food pit, then yeah. anything goes. Anything goes in there. If you're deathly allergic to something, you can have it in the sex yeah. food pit. <laughs> the crab sedilla. Deathly allergic. Yeah, shellfish, but no. It's made out of yeah, fucking my pop perch or something. You're fine. Dude, my pop-up is allergic to lobster. And the other day, like, for Mother's Day, we went to visit them. And he was like, oh, I got so sick last night on, uh... He's, like, nine, like literally 90. And, like, he's like, I got so sick last night. And I was like, well, what did you eat? And he's like, scallops. And I was like, well, that's why. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not allergic to, to scallops. And I'm like, you are clearly allergic to scallops. Wow. And then, and did you solve it in the fight pit? I punched him, and yeah. I was like, now oh, you're allergic a, to this. There's a fight pit now? <laughs> yeah. It's just a sex pit with a different tarp. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> you got your food tarp, and you got your blood tarp, and do yeah. not mix them up. My <laughs> grandfather was excited Zane was coming over. I'll say that. He was like, oh, maybe I should stick around. He's he like, do, do you think I have a shot? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you definitely do. <laughs> She's already married and everything, but whatever. Yeah, so is he. He doesn't care. Pop pop. Look, she's, pop pops have she's needs. taller than my grandmother is. <laughs> really? Yeah. My grandmother's like a fucking hobbit, dude. You're, Zane, cool. for the record, is what? Like 5'3? Five 5'2? Five she says. Oh, she, she's think, like dooting it up about her that, Yeah, that's like her like baseball card says she's 5'3", but I don't know, man. The announcer at WrestleMania yeah. says she's 5'3". <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hailing from parts unknown. Standing at 6'8". I, I remember uh, hanging out with Josh for the very first time ever at MAGFest. Like somehow like we were just like, you know, we were in the wind together. And yeah. we were just hanging out, and Josh is wearing his aviators, and he's like a good... I think you're, you were like a good head taller than me. Uh, yeah. Probably still is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm like 5'11". Yeah, probably like a good head taller than me. And and like we were just kind of like hanging out as like two people who had never talked before, and he's like, do you like butts? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, <laughs> there can't be a butt too big, I'm just telling you that. I'm like, you're right, dude. Yep. <laughs> you're right, that's just say it. I'm glad that that's the first thing I ever said to you. <laughs> I probably was definitely in my right mind at that point. The aviators weren't a hint into what was going on. <laughs> it was probably like the middle of the night. 
<laughs> and I'm wearing aviators inside of a hotel. <laughs> and we're just like, we're like, are you overwhelmed by the amount of people here too? Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, by the time like we stopped going, I was like, I could never do this again. That'd be <laughs> totally fine with me. I mean, I, I don't know if I... Cons post-COVID just seems like a bad I can't. No, Except for M-Class Con. Oh, M-Class Con. Wow. That's, We're going to yeah. go to some random uh, hotel in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and we're going to find like a Holiday Inn that has like an annex yeah. in the middle of nowhere between where he lives and where I live. And we're just going <laughs> to set, set up nothing there and be like, come yeah. to M-Class Con. <laughs> in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. I've got Upper Darby. I'll darb it up with your boys. Dark. You need a guest speaker? <laughs> yeah, course. hell yeah. We're going to get Andrew Robinson. We're going to get Kevin Cole. Because <laughs> I got some books to sell. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sell the sequel book to this episode? And then call it? <laughs> I was going to say, he's the one who posted the book for the episode. Did you write this? Uh, under, under my, yeah. under my uh, pen name, Una McCormick. That sounds like your pen name. When you rearrange the letters of Kevin Cole, you get Una McCormick. Tom Riddle. <laughs> the V is silent in there, but it's tr- it's true. Look it up. <laughs> Yo, if I buy this book right now, I get it tomorrow. Whoa! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Maybe it is a good idea to do this. Maybe it's ten bucks. It's not bad. I'm not buying I'm not it. I could buy it used for two dollars and seven cents. Yeah, that's how. That's is it worth two dollars and seven cents, Kevin Cole? <laughs> is it? You know, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad that I'd say it's not worth two dollars and seven cents. If I found this at a local <laughs> bookstore, oh my god! Yeah, it, we, yeah. If you found it, I would buy. Yeah, we're missing. We've buried the lead on this novel. Okay. This novel came out August twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Or was yeah, it they just were waiting. was it uh, was it just listed on Amazon? That might have been when it was listed. August twenty fifth, two thousand nine. It says it market out? paperback, August twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Damn. Look, Rugi's story needed to be told, and it took a good 10, 15 years to to get all that story down. <laughs> Una McCormick, the author of ten previous Star Trek novels. Jesus. Apparently there are seven All other about... books in the Deep Space Nine sep- septology, trouble. Jesus. Yeah, first edition, August 25th, 2009. How yeah. in the shit did, you get, did she get approval? I don't know. Hey, I want to write a sequel to this fucking 1994 episode of Deep Space Nine no one remembers. There's a Garrick one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Enigma Tales. It's it's co-written by Andrew Robinson as well, I think. I bet it's pretty good. I'll check it out. Oh, there's <laughs> there are apparently several Garrick ones. Oh, uh, well, Garrick they, they goes to the big city. He did not co-write The Enigma Tales, but he did co-write a book about Garrick. There's, Judy Bloom in The Garrick. There's one where Garrick just makes a really good sandwich and it goes on for pages. I would Super read the Garrick. fuck out of that. <laughs> The Candle Cousins versus Elim Garrick. <laughs> Garrick and Clifford, the big red dog. <laughs> the Garrick at the end of this book. Oh, that would, I would pay for that. It's the Garrick. And the whole like time the he'd be like, don't turn the page, it's Elam. It's a- <laughs> 
I hear there's a spy at the end of this book, Bashir. <laughs> like, he wrote the book for Bashir. For Bashir. It's for Bashir. So he'd have something to do in the runabouts when they're together. <laughs> he ran out of zoo books. There's only historically so many zoo books, and because he's a super genius, genetically modified, he goes through them really fast. Yeah, he, I did the maze super quickly. He, he can read zoo books 10% faster than the average child. Damn, it's reading at a seventh grade level. I do, <laughs> I do have a theory about uh, Alexander Sittig and working yeah. with Andrew Robinson. If you watch uh, episodes of the first season of Deep Space Nine, uh, Sittig is a fairly bad actor. Uh, he, yeah. He's really sort of outshone by everyone else in every scene he's in. He's like and a dingus. In the more season. time he spends working with Andrew Robinson, the better and better and better of an actor he becomes. Huh. So by he's... the time the show's over, he's like a really great actor, and he's still he... hot as hell. Yeah, he's hot he's as fuck. One now. fucking Nana visitor over, so he's got to be yeah. doing something. He's hot as fuck now. Have you seen him? Yeah, he's. Beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful man. I'd lick his armpit. Uh, man, you beat me to it. <laughs> It's funny that most of that joke happened off the air, so everyone's just like, are they being truthful? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes, that joke. That joke. Yes, that. we were definitely joking, <laughs> joking about. We're joking about. The thing we were uh, joking about, sponsors. Wink. Kevin. Don't be scared. <laughs> Me? Kevin. Me? Where can people yeah. find you or your products on the internet? Hi, I'm Kevin Cole. I've been this voice. Thank you for allowing me to be on this podcast. Um, and oh thank God. you for listening to this podcast, M-Class Podcast, a podcast I enjoy. Uh, oh, thank I you. Make, I make video games. Um, mm -hmm. And I recently made a video game uh, about uh, a, a wizard who, uh, who is uh, under the boot of wizard laws and changes them to solve various puzzles. Uh, it's called, oh, that's awesome. I haven't got to wizard. play that one yet. But it yeah, looks amazing. Oh, thanks so much. It's called Wizard Laws Are Made to Be Broken. Uh, and I did it for a jam. Uh, and you can play it for free on uh, uh, supertry.itch.io uh, if you want to play a free video game. Uh, and if, uh, if you play that and, and you like me, uh, and there's plenty of other places you can find me. I'm on the Goosebuds podcast if you want to hear about Woo! some Goosebumps books. Josh did a guest episode. Uh, we did Eureka's Castle. We did Eureka's My Castle. favorite Goosebumps book. <laughs> Which is also written by R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein wrote you guys Eureka's done, Castle. Have you guys done 101 Kid Jokes by Jovial Bob Stein? <laughs> I don't know if we have. We do know about it. Yeah, They call him that constantly on yeah, the show. Yeah, we do show. call him Jovial Bob Stein. Yeah, I call him Jovial Bob Stein all the time, too. <laughs> he's, a, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's yeah, a, he certainly is. a guy. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's that's my other podcast. I'm also uh, on a podcast called Pretend Friends. Uh, Woo! Uh, some people still don't know this, but we are making a fourth season. Uh, Woo! Currently. Uh, currently. Yeah, currently. It's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, and you can check that out uh, by typing Pretend Friends into your podcast app of choice. Uh, and if you already know about all my stuff and you already like me and you think I'm good, thank you. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you want to make sure I get to keep doing random bullshit that makes you smile, uh, drop by givekevinmoney.com and give me yeah. a dollar. great address. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It just links awesome. to my Patreon. Um, 
And also, if you want to play a fun tabletop RPG, you can go to SpaceKings.Space or Book.SpaceKings.Space. And yeah, I, I cannot recommend Space Kings enough. I've been on my yeah. soapbox about Space Kings being like the perfect light role-playing game system. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've run several games in it. I, I created my own module. Oh, you did a Mar- you did a Marlo. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Kings. That, that's right. I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I ran a Space Kings game for uh, friends of mine, but I also mm-hmm. ran, for M-Class patrons, I ran a Mario Kings game that went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it get too sexy? Was that the problem? <laughs> it's It got too something, but it was fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you want that exact feeling, then pick up Space Kings. I guess yeah. uh, uh, Space Kings is infinitely fun. Every time I'm, we did we did a uh, special episode of uh, this podcast That's called right. Trek Kings. Yeah, yep. Where uh, we Josh and I played uh, Josh played a ice surfer from Andoria named Tandar. Tandar. Yeah, and I. I played a uh, Vulcan scientist who specialized in uh, Earth, 80s, 90s, and 2000s linguistics and slang. Yep, yep. Uh, and then named Sarah. Um, uh, Holodeck Moriarty. <laughs> so well that they added it to Picard. Yeah, season. only because of Hadley yeah. is why. <laughs> Hadley was yep. on the forefront. And Hadley has agreed to appear on this show whenever we do the episodes about... <laughs> Moriarty. Oh, so we need to do those eventually so yeah. they can be on the show. They're so good, though, too. Yeah. Those episodes are great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. definitely go to spacekings.space and yeah. uh, get yourself Space Kings. Put down a hundred times more than it asks for money wise because it's worth it. <laughs> that actually, yeah. That'd actually really help if somebody did. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way about ours, too. Like, please, somebody just, like, Totally sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, somebody would patron us for like a ridiculous please. amount, please. Like, Milk is twelve dollars, please. Yeah, please God. Like I'm I not getting commissions you. like I used to, folks. I need the yeah. money bad. Yeah. I'll just yeah. make you a video game if you want to pay for it. Oh shit. Oh shit. No, I wouldn't feel right about that. I mean Although we could do the we could just do the Darinos game right now. <gasps> the official Darinos Space Kings it's, tie-in. It's back. Darinos is back. Darinos is back on our other podcast. You're done shilling. On our other podcast. (laughs) I like how that wasn't a question. On our our other podcast, uh, Story Lords. The Lords! Previously known as Bros Before Pros. Yeah, we changed the name because our name wasn't thought out real it was, good. It was a bad name that we came up with because we thought it was funny. And then, <laughs> it, was and then it turned out that there are a hundred pros before yeah. bros, bros before pros, spelled every way you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So now we are Story Lords. Story Lords. That's cool. Nice. And uh, you can find uh, that podcast, including brand new Tales of Darinos that I think are better than any previous Tales of Darinos, by the way. Wow. Thank you. you that f- might be true. That's a at, high uh, bar. Storylords.co.storylords.card.co. Uh, 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 story That's card with two R's. And Storylords is spelled exactly how you would imagine. Well, this guy thinks he can just have one URL instead of a bunch of goofy ones that no one's going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what, Kevin? I don't know which one's better. I really don't. <laughs> Look, give Kevin money. Dog That's hilarious. Great. Yeah. I would make mine that, but I would just have it be give Kevin money still. <laughs> give Kevin money dot card dot co, and it leads yeah. to your yeah. Patreon as yeah. well. <laughs> just it leads to my bank account. Um. Uh, no, definitely, uh, you can continue shilling, Kevin. I'm sorry, no, that seemed the perfect opportunity to slip story lords in there. I'm, try- I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do. I guess I'm on Twitter, but I don't want to... I don't want anyone to be on Twitter if they don't want to. Yeah, yeah, we don't even. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. I've started doing uh, free posts on my Patreon of all my art because I, I know so many people don't use Twitter anymore, and good for them. Yeah, it's a know, goddamn you, ghost town over there, you and can it's find horrible. Me. You can find me if you really want to follow me on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Vitizen for the use of his track "Outer Space Race" for our theme song. You can find Vitizen at vitizen.card.co. That's card with two R's as well. Oh, and uh, my man Vitizen sent me a message last night that was like, "You enjoying Breath of the or uh, Tears of the Kingdom? This Breath shit the rules." Tears, Tears of the Breath. And I was like, "Yeah, this this game fucking rules." And he was like, "By the way, I changed the names on uh, my new album so that they say Story Lords and not Bros <gasps> Before Pros." He didn't have to do that for the theme the song. Brand. He's fucking uh, getting our SEO up, and I can't thank him enough. What a <laughs> What a nice fellow. I love that Greg. I yeah, love him. Too. Yeah, uh, he's, so a, he's, he's a good friend, too. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he is a great dude. Check out vitizen.card.co. And, man, if you want to support this podcast and keep us on the air, because uh, we'll see how long we're on, uh, <laughs> you should head on over to patreon.com slash podcast, where for as little as a dollar you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, artwork of every episode of M-Class Podcast that you'll ever see as long as we're doing it, wink. And <laughs> I'm kidding. We're going to keep doing M-Class forever. We got so many more episodes to go. We got to do the whole series. All of them. But uh, you get access... the books. Oh yeah, my god. The books. <laughs> That's where we're going to go when we're like 80 and we're done with all the episodes. <laughs> Did you read the Garrick book? <laughs> Which one? What? <laughs> The uh, For a little bit more money than that $1, you get access to uh, a, a little bit of an extra podcast we do called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about literally anything and everything. Last time, uh, Zane Bauer joined us, wow. and we talked about horrible, horrible working stories that were traumatizing for us, but hilarious for you. I was traumatized by this. I, I thought it was trauma, trauma hilarious. <laughs> I think it's like trauma-licious. There's that. There's that. (laughs) There is that. So head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Hell, for a little bit extra money, you get access to commentary tracks on some of our favorite movies that we've done, like Beastmaster 2. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Mummy. All kinds of great tracks. We're going to be putting up a poll in the next few days after we record this, what should we watch next? What should we do a, pa- uh, a Patreon yeah. commentary track for? It's up well, to I you guys. Well, I would like to decide something for that poll. How decide. Would, how, would I, how would I be able to do that? I, I told you twice. Go to patreon.com slash mclass podcast. I was money listening, there. but now my ears and heart are open. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was programming a game while I was talking. <laughs> it was like it's out on like... itch.io right now. <laughs> it's already done. Damn. The sometimes it seems like that with those game jams. 
Like this man uh, is I don't a know machine. how they do it. I don't know how they do it, man. It's crazy to me. Just kind of black out, and then there's a game about a wizard who's on fire. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the realest thing anyone's ever said on this show. Is this a cry for help? Mm. <laughs> do your own research. <laughs> the uh, Patreon is how we keep the lights on around here, and uh, we appreciate every little bit we get. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people, Thank you. a lot of people took their pledges away when email went away. So if you like the regular show, pledge. <laughs> yeah, the show's better anyway. Come on. <laughs> we appreciate everybody who's ever been a pledge, though. Uh, you yeah. guys fucking rule. Thank you so much, and thank you to everybody who just listens and has a great time with the podcast. You guys also rule, but to a lesser monetary extent. <laughs> If you want to rule more, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Yeah, if you if you like listening to the show and you got a rich friend, just like really worm tongue this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be if you want to be extra cool after being really cool, spacekings.space. Hey, check it out. Yeah, GiveKevinMoney.com. Check them out. Help me. Help me. Supertrystudios.itch.io. Check yeah. this shit out. Out and you know what? M class will be back in two weeks with another episode. Well, bye everybody. Hey, bye. Stay M classy, Alpha Quadrant. (laughs) Oh my god, that was beautiful. I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.